At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Jenny Tao. She is a life coach and is an International Coaching Federation Associated Certified Coach, matter of fact. (laughs) And she runs her own coaching practice, and it's called River of Life Coaching. And she is based out of Singapore, and she also used to be a qualified lawyer in the UK, Singapore, and Malaysia. And she is passionate about coaching individuals to align their lives with their core values and purpose enabling them to live fully and joyfully. So we're going to talk to Jenny Tao coming up right after this. Jenny, thank you so much for coming on to the Mental Health Today show. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's going to be interesting to hear your story uh, you are a certified life coach, and so I want to I want to know first of all, how did you become a life coach? What is a life coach, and what did you do before you became a life coach? Hi, John. Um, thanks for having me for on your show. And man, that's a loaded question, John. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that we don't have that much time together, so I will uh, do my best to be succinct. Um, so my my first career is actually a lawyer. That I was a lawyer for over 25 years. And why did I transition to become a life coach? I'm a Christian, so it was a personal journey for me. I believe it's what God is calling me into in this phase of my life. It wasn't such an easy decision because naturally, uh, being a lawyer, I'm very intellectual and I'm also very practical and rational. So I struggled a lot, you know, asking God, is this really what you want me to do? So with a lot of reflection, a lot of discussion with my husband and a lot of prayer, um, I felt that I cannot push aside this feeling anymore. It became so difficult and uncomfortable if I didn't start my uh, coach training. So I decided to take that leap of faith. I trained as a coach with uh, an Australian uh, school. They have a global student base. So we were doing online lessons even before COVID. So it was pretty cool. That was in 2019. During my training, I also worked towards being certified. So I'm certified with uh, International Coaching Federation, which is a global body that sets high standards for coaches to be certified. So we do have to go through quite a stringent coaching program with mentoring, with supervision as well in order to be credentialed. So I'm an associate certified coach 
with ICF. I started my business um, at the peak of the pandemic, actually, because I planned to launch it in April 2020 without knowing that you know what what would happen in March 2020. But again, it was a step of faith for me uh, since I held off starting my business as a coach. I didn't want to hold off anymore. So it's been an interesting journey with uh, quite a lot of ups and downs. And then, uh, John, to answer that question, what what does a life coach do? Uh, So uh, a lot of people here in Asia, that's where I'm at, I'm in Singapore, uh, when I tell people that I'm a life coach, their immediate response almost always is, oh, Jenny, I'm fine. I I don't need life coaching. So, So there's a bit of hesitation. They think it's something that's not so nice. So basically, I think in their minds, they mistake life coaching with uh, therapy. So, so for as you know, for, for therapy and, and counsellors, they are trained. And I'm not a trained therapist or counsellor. So a counsellor deals with an emotional pain or hurt from the past and helps you recover from that. Whereas coaching... Uh, you don't have to go through an emotional pain to, to you know, hire a coach. Uh, you're basically at a good place. It's possible that you just want um, some space to talk about your career changes or success in your current role. So basically, you're at a good place. You could just be blocked in certain aspects. Or some people just want a coach to get better. So I've coached senior managers who want to lead their team better. So there's nothing wrong with them emotionally. Uh, They just want to do better. So they could work on simple things like how do I engage my team better, especially now that we're all working remotely. So life coaching, how I see it is I am your partner, uh, John. So I'm not saying that I am uh, better than you and I know more than you. That that type of relationship would be a mentoring relationship where John, you know, I will mentor you. I'll share my knowledge and wisdom with you. So that's not coaching. I see us as being partners, as peers. I'm your accountability and support partner. I provide you with this safe space where you can tell me all your thoughts and I, I won't judge you. And a lot of times, I, I coach quite a lot of women as well. And a lot of times they say, I can't tell my husband this because my husband will go into solution mode. So I don't <laughs> jump into solution mode. I believe the power lies in you to find your own solution. It's there. It's just that mm-hmm. we're so busy and we don't take the time to slow down and reflect. And therefore, we don't open up ourselves to our inner resources and strength so in short a coach is how i would say your accountability partner and someone who will journey with you in this stage of your life where you need you know a little extra support and once you know you're good to go we usually end the coaching relationship because i also don't want to be a crutch where where you keep holding on to me but i have returning clients who come back to me and say jenny okay that worked out but i need your help in this area so it's a It's a long-term relationship, but you don't need a coach every single day of your life. I hope that answers all your questions, John. (laughs) Absolutely, it does. And I think it's a really good distinction. Uh, Now, I'm a board-certified counselor, and you're a life coach. And so there are differences. There are some similarities as well, but there are differences. And I know a lot of my listeners, they may not necessarily need a therapist, like you mentioned, where you really kind of dig into the emotional part and come up with uh, strategies to help with coping mechanisms and and kind of work through their past in a lot of ways. But with life coaching, this could be somebody that's, there's something there, maybe it's not a major thing, but they would love to have someone to give them their 
undivided attention, someone who has been trained in that type of support. And for you, you said you're international. So literally anybody who's listening to this can be able to access your services as a life coach. As a therapist, at least in the U.S., we are very limited by states. And so we have states and I have a license. I'm actually licensed in two different states and I'm applying for two more, but I can only do therapy in those states that I'm licensed in. Yes, yes. John, thanks for highlighting that. So it's true, I am uh, credentialed with ICF, uh, but as we discussed before, this show was recorded. Coaching isn't regulated at the moment, so I do want to inform your audience that anyone who has a social media presence right now and who can speak very well would call themselves a coach. Unfortunately, that's the case of the industry right now, Unless, unlike what you are doing, John, which I, I really want coaching to move in that direction. ICF is working towards it, but it's taking a long time uh, for this profession to be regulated. Because, John, we both want to help people and we want to ensure that they get the right type of help. So a lot of times, uh, you can work with a therapist and a life coach. So you could be recovering from some emotional trauma, but at the same time, you need to get yourself a bit more balanced at the workplace. So I would advise everyone, if you're seeing a therapist and you want to engage a life coach, please let your life coach know or your career coach know. And likewise, if you are seeing a coach and your coach sort of recommends that you need to see a therapist, let your therapist know so that both of us can work together to bring you to a better place. There is no need to hide you know, one from the other. I always encourage mm-hmm. people to, to just be open because think of us as your support network. So you know who you can reach out to for a particular need. It's really great that, uh, you know, that the two professions can work together. Absolutely. And, and so often, I think when people feel stuck and they are struggling with stress or overwhelm, they feel like they're one, they're the only one that's going through it. And two, they're all alone and there's nowhere to get help. And so you just mentioned two therapy, a therapist or, and, or a life coach. And I think both of those together, like you mentioned, can work in tandem. Uh, and, and I can see how, being able to have both, or at least maybe therapy first and then life coaching or vice versa can be very beneficial in someone who is really trying to overcome that mental barrier that they're experiencing. So, okay, we're talking about, since I've brought up mental barriers, so something that I'm really interested in hearing, and I know we've, we've talked a little bit about some of the things that you address, some specific things as a life coach. And one of the things is mental fitness. And can you can you elaborate a little more about what you mean by mental fitness and the inner judge? Sure, sure, John. So um, I do take my clients through understanding how their mental health is, and it's more of a mindset. So mental fitness is the ability to look at a situation with a positive and resilient mindset as opposed to a negative one. So similar to physical fitness, you need to build your physical muscles by exercise, by being disciplined, by being committed to a routine. So we all know about physical fitness, but with mental fitness and mental health, um, we don't really consciously think about exercising our minds and keeping it in good shape. So how, how do you know whether you're mentally fit? If something happens to you, 
the circumstance? How what's what's your default mode of looking at it? Do you uh, look at it, you know, objectively and and calmly, or do you get hijacked by that particular situation? So the simple instance would be, you're on your way to an important meeting and you spill coffee on your shirt. So what's what's your default approach to that? You know, a lot of us would find that we we spiral downwards. We think negative thoughts. We think that oh no, I've blown my chance at the meeting to make this good impression, and because of that negative thoughts hijacking you, uh, the the meeting does end up badly. It's it's kind of like a self fulfilling prophecy. But if you are able to take a step back and look at the situation calmly, you probably be able to borrow a blazer from someone or, you know, or, or do some quick <laughs> cover up. And then you are able to attend that meeting still with confidence and, and it goes well. So if you are a mentally fit and strong person, you'll be able to handle this kind of small situations in a calm manner. And, and you build your muscle to be able to handle the more difficult circumstances in life. So I want to tell your audience, it's not about putting on this fake smile 24 hours a day. It's being realistic uh, because as you know, um, whatever happens to us, it's our reaction to it that actually sets the scene of what happens next. So mental fitness, ability to look at a situation through a positive and resilient mindset as opposed to a negative one. I love that answer. Uh, that's one of the things that I talk a lot about is a resilient mind can get you through just about anything, but it takes time, it takes practice. It, it, you don't just wake up one day and all of a sudden you have a resilient mind. You actually go through a lot of hard things in life. Uh, and then you realize that you are strong enough to get through it and handle just about anything that life throws your way. And uh, I think your your example of spilling the coffee and going into talking to somebody in the office, I think that's a that's a very timely one because it's uh, people can relate to that, uh, especially people who have social anxiety. So you add social anxiety to the uh, making an accident like spilling coffee. And how that could really derail somebody and maybe they would get so embarrassed they would leave and go back home and not go to yes, work. Yes. But what you're saying is part of what you do is help people look at those situations and work through that resiliency that you talked about and come up with a plan. How, how will you handle, how, what is your plan in case something happens unexpectedly? Mm. And so you kind of help walk them through and do you do scenarios as well or a role play or how, how do you introduce that with your clients? Yes, I um, trained with Dr. Shrizat Shamin on positive intelligence coaching and uh, basically in um, the positive intelligence method of coaching we all have the inner judge in us. So the judge shows up in three ways. That's the judge of self. So using our coffee ex uh, example, the judge of self basically will tell me, Jenny, you're so clumsy. Then there's the judge of others. Uh, what will others think about me? Others will also think I'm very clumsy. And then the judge of circumstances, basically, you know, you, you're not able to be your best self at the meeting because you've already been hijacked by the judge. So on his website, positiveintelligence.com, there's a free assessment to identify your saboteurs. So we all have the judge. He's our master saboteur. But when he's activated, 
it will also trigger your top accomplice saboteurs. So each one of us roughly has two or three top saboteurs. So mine's the stickler. That's the term used for being a perfectionist. And I knew this all along, but doing the assessment really brought it up to surface that I, I saw my stickler appearing everywhere. And the second one is hypervigilant, which means I am always looking out for the worst case scenario and causes me anxiety. And I think it's from my legal training where, you know, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm trained to look out for possible worst case scenarios and to uh, come up with plan B, C, and D. So, so when the judge is activated, the stickler comes up and saying that you know you have to look perfect for this meeting now it's short you know you cannot look perfect anymore and then a hypervigilant comes up and and you know gets anxious about trying to plan all possible worst case scenario which as a result you become an emotional wreck and there's no way the meeting will go well so I, I talk through my, uh, when I have a first session with my clients, when I speak to them about what they want to get better at, I can hear their saboteurs because, you know, I know each saboteur. That's about nine accomplished saboteurs. Uh, so I can hear traits and then uh, only if the client's willing to take the assessment to find out more, uh, then they go through the assessment. If not, I'm happy to coach them where they are. And a lot of them have uh, perfectionists, have controller. There's also the pleaser where you want to please everyone, which is fine because they come from a very good place. But at the same time, they feel empty themselves and sometimes they please because it's just their nature to do, but resentment builds up. And then I, I highlight you know, what, what is actually going on there. So what's the benefit of knowing your saboteurs? It's like an alert signal. So the moment you notice that your judge is acting up, your stickler is acting up, use that as an alert signal to be able to pause, take a step back, you know, some people use deep breaths. So in PQ coaching, positive intelligence coaching, we recommend a lot of short exercises that leverages on your five senses to get centered again, to pause. Because if you don't pause, you're going to go into that autopilot mode of saboteur thinking. When you pause, you can consciously make a decision to think calmer and uh, to think more high level. So like our example with the coffee, you're able to take a step back and actually find a rational solution, not being overwhelmed mm -hmm. with emotion. So in that instance, I'll probably stop, take a few deep breaths, and then you know, um, I could leverage on my, my sense of hearing. So while I'm breathing, listening to the sounds that's closer to me, closest to me, so that could be my breath, and then listening to the sounds further away, that could be the people talking down the corridor. So when you do that, John, you're not thinking about the coffee on your blouse anymore. You're mm -hmm. thinking about the sound of breathing and then yeah. the sounds of people laughing. And it only takes 10, 15 seconds. And then when you pause, you're probably like looking around and you can, you can see a solution to your coffee <laughs> situation. But if you are not pausing, that's when you spiral downwards. So I coach my clients to choose a few of these simple exercises that they can practice when they're not stressed, when they're not hijacked. So when they're hijacked, you know, it's easier to activate them. So again, like physical fit fitness, you need to practice this, you know, in, during the good times and during the stressful times so that, you know, when it's really stressful and you can't think, going into these exercises is your new autopilot mode. I think that's excellent. I think there's a lot of my listeners who could relate to that. Uh, they may have even spilled coffee on themselves and and just the saboteurs and, the, and those uh, I call them inner critics. Yes. Uh, so there are a lot of different names, but it's the same thing. And it's those thoughts that tend to take over. And when we allow the thoughts to take over, then it also 
influences our behaviors. And, and so uh, I think what you're uh, helping to clients with is right on. I think that's encouraging. And I think anyone here who's listening to this can really take advantage of what you have to offer in your training, your experience, uh, even your law background, uh, I think can help you uh, as a life coach. And I, I'm a big, I'm a firm believer in our past influences are present in our future. And uh, I think that your experience as a lawyer is going to help other people as well, just what you've learned and your experiences there. So I think what you have to offer is with your life coaching is great. I appreciate the fact that you are certified. You're not just putting your flag out and say, oh, I'm a life coach. Uh, but, but you are certified. You do have the training. You do have the experience. And so I wanted you to come on and talk about, even though you're, you're in Singapore, and if, if anyone's listening from the U.S., you might be thinking, well, that's too far. That's too far to get, to get help. And man, really, it's not. Not in today's mm. age. Mm. So uh, there might be a time difference. Uh, and that's something I'm sure you can work out because you said you've had uh, clients in the U.S. Yes, yes. Uh, so that's something that can be worked out. So that's a minor thing. I want to encourage my listeners to find out more about you and where can they find information about you? Yes, John, that's right. Uh, no one has to buy an airplane ticket to come over to Singapore. And, and you know, with travel restrictions nowadays, that's difficult. Um, so usually I hold uh, my coaching sessions through Zoom or Google Meet. And a lot of people, sometimes uh, they don't want to switch on the video. So that's perfectly fine. So it's just like a phone call. You can just use the audio function. So people can visit my website at riverlifecoaching.com. I'm also on social media, uh, on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, find me under my name, Jenny Toh, T-O-H, or also River Life Coaching. Uh, either one, you can't go wrong. And John, you put all this in your show notes as well. Absolutely. I will definitely put that there. Uh, so if you are listening to this and you might be interested in learning more about life coaching with Jenny, uh, go to my show notes uh, at the mentalhealthtodayshow.com and you can find all the information there. You can look up and I would imagine people there, you have a, um, a calendar where someone can book a session with yes, you. Yes, it's, it's on out. my website. Yeah. Okay, so when perfect. they go there, there'll be an appointments page on my website. Great. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for taking time to come on. I know it's really early where you're at right now. Yes, and fine. so I appreciate you taking time and to, to let us know a little bit about you and what you what your service is about and your life coaching. And it's been a joy getting to know you. And I'm sure my listeners have gotten a lot of it, out of it as well. So thank you so much for coming and being a part of the show. Thank you, John. Thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.